Welcome to Talking Tourism, the podcast series created specifically for tourism operators. Talking Tourism, the expert series, is the ultimate resource for business owners who want to lift their skills to the next level. If you want to learn how to be a better tourism operator, listen on. Hello and welcome to Talking Tourism. I'm your host today, Amy Hills, and my day job is as the Director of Strategy, Government and Industry with Tourism Tasmania. Talking Tourism is the podcast series especially for tourism operators and tourism professionals. It's an initiative of the Tourism Industry Council Tasmania, the peak industry body for tourism in our state. And today's episode is supported by the Tasmanian Government. It's all part of a series of podcasts being released every fortnight throughout the COVID-19 situation to keep Tasmanian tourism operators up to date with the latest news and developments as it relates to our industry. And of course, the support and assistance being made available by the state and federal governments, as well as the industry authorities. In today's episode, I'm talking with John Fitzgerald, the CEO of Tourism Tasmania, but also the chair of the T21 Steering Committee that will play an important role in the rebuild of our industry following COVID-19. Today, we'll be talking about Tasmania's roadmap to recovery, how that impacts Tasmanian tourism and hospitality operators, and we'll also try and shed some light on some of the questions that you may have as an operator as you navigate this situation. Welcome, John. Good to be here, Amy. Well, since we last chatted uh, on this podcast, much has happened and perhaps most significantly, um, the Premier has released his roadmap to recovery, a a staged approach to lifting restrictions. What did that document tell us about some of the key milestones for our industry's recovery? Yeah, a lot has changed, Amy, hasn't it? And uh, pleasingly, we are now talking about recovery. I think that's the main thing, isn't it? But um, the Premier spoke about a phased recovery gradual and and sensible, and he has been uh, cautious in in proceeding uh, based on the public health advice, and we'll continue to do that. But uh, today, we've seen restaurants and cafes in all sorts of settings, restaurants and pubs, clubs, hotels and RSLs, for instance, they can open um, and seat patrons up to 10 people at a time. So, um, in fact, I picked up my morning coffee at uh, one of my favourite cafes and they were actually open and operating with about eight people in at the time that I visited. So some people are opening up, but listen, we need to acknowledge that it's not going to be sustainable for all people to open. Um, but we hope it's sort of a, a sign of, of hope, um, gives people... Uh, the thinking that we are on the way out of this. Um, And of course, cafes and restaurants can maybe look at possible, you know, set windows for dining, for example, which may enable them to get more than 10 patrons over the course of a a lunch or an evening, for instance. Um, And then, of course, the Premier announced that if we do move to the next stage, that's being considered for 15th of June, the middle of June. So, It's possible accommodation and other businesses will be open and Tasmanians can move around the state, which would be really welcome, I'm sure, from everyone. But as the Premier said, we'll only move to that phase if the public health advice supports that. And we've we've made progress in containing the spread of the virus and we are making good progress. So I think we're all very hopeful we'll go to stage two on the 15th of June. Um, and the Premier said that government will review that in the days and, and weeks leading up to 15 June. So um, in the meantime, I think businesses are starting to prepare. So um, some businesses are going to open, um, some aren't. I guess 
it's a personal decision and we'll be trying to provide as much advice and information as we can to support businesses to make those decisions. Mm. What has been happening in terms of planning for recovery uh, for the industry at, at perhaps the policy level? Well, we've heard since we last spoke, the Premier a couple of weeks ago announced the formation of his Social and Economic Advisory Council. Um, that's the group that's going to um, report to him and oversight, if you like, the recovery plan for the state. And pleasingly, we've got a couple of good tourism heads around that table. Uh, Brett Tarossi, who many people know, and Brett's on our board, and she's also on the Brand Tasmania board. So Brett will represent our sector well. And Kim Goods, uh, who's kind of new to the tourism sector, is the chair of the East Coast Regional Tourism Organisation. But Kim's a great social and community advocate across Tassie, and uh, she's got a lens across the tourism sector. So I think all those things going together will stand us well in terms of Kim's contribution to that group as well. So what we've done as a consequence, as most people know, we've got a great governance framework in tourism or the visitor economy in Tassie. Uh, the Premier chairs what's called the Premier's Visitor Economy Advisory Council, and the Premier stood that group up last week. We had our first meeting. And the group that works to that to implement our strategy is the T21 Steering Committee, which I chair. And that group's now working on, if you like, the broader recovery plan for our sector. So we need those groups to stay connected. We need to be connected into the Premier's new advisory council. And of course, we've got the Premier as a key conduit to do that. But what we'll be doing is advocating strongly for the visitor economy and our ability how tourism and the broader visitor economy are the fastest ways to get Tasmanians back to work and Tasmanian businesses uh, active again. We know in this sector that tourism is everyone's business. You know, the butcher, the baker and the candlestick maker are either supplying tourism or someone who derives income as a consequence of tourism. So everyone's in this together, as we've always said, and we'll be in the recovery together. So the recovery plan will now... Uh, come into play with uh, PVAC and the T21 group. Um, and we've still got an eye to the longer term. As you know, we were planning our plans to 2030 before COVID-19. We're just going to refocus that. We appreciate the next two years will all be about recovery, but we will have a, long, a longer term, an eye to that longer term future and how we want tourism to possibly contribute to that long-term future, but with a real focus on how do we rebuild this sector to support Tasmanian jobs and the economy over the next two years. And John, how is industry involved in this process that you're talking about? Well, our industry partners, the Tasmanian Hospitality Association and the Tourism Industry Council of TADS, who bring these podcasts to us, are, are at the table with us at PVAC. Their chairs are at the PVAC table and their CEOs uh, are with us at the T21 Steering Committee. So, Industry is directly represented and we're also looking at ways we can um, engage with directly with businesses. We've been doing a lot of open discussions, as you know, on Zoom with the regional tourism organisation sessions every fortnight. We're generally always part of those. So that's an opportunity to both share and hear from industry. And we're also looking at maybe some specific think tanks connected into that T21 recovery planning process where we will get the right heads around the table to start contributing in directly from business so that the decisions we're taking 
you know, really do relate to outcomes for our industry. Mm. So if we get back now to um, perhaps the more nitty-gritty of that recovery phasing, and, and from a government perspective, what are the key pieces of advice and guidance, if I'm listening as an operator today, that um, we need to, to get across to operators as they navigate the next couple of weeks and they look to what they can do to reopen in line with that phasing of the recovery? Well, I think the main thing that the Premier has spoken openly about is uh, we've got to ensure Tasmanians that their health, safety and well-being is absolutely paramount. So businesses are going to have to demonstrate that we're doing everything possible to prevent the further spread of the virus in in Tassie. So um, most businesses now will be aware that the government's very keen on these COVID safety plans. They're in place now. Um, and business need to be starting to consider um, picking up those COVID safe plans and uh, ensuring they're meeting the standards required to keep their staff and customers safe. Um, I think there are window stickers and posters even already available for workplaces Mm. um, who have plans in place. So businesses should be making inquiries about their COVID safe plan, what they need to do to give the Tasmanian community that confidence that workplaces are well prepared to manage um, and respond to the virus threat. So eligible businesses, if they want, they should go to coronavirus.tas.gov.au, the website that's been the focus throughout this um, for that information. Um, We're also, uh, operators kind of do need to be working on that now so that they're prepared for when restrictions are lifted. And conscious they're also, um, we've gone through that financial assistance phase where we had a lot of clarification on what the financial assistance meant for operators and it won't be any different coming out of this crisis. So if people want to understand how that impacts their staffing arrangements, for instance, um, they should contact Business Tasmania. That hotline's been well used and if people don't remember, it's 1800 440 026 or Collins SPA for advice. Now, Collins SPA are providing advice because the TICT and THA are supporting them. Um, So get on to Collins SPA to find out what your requirements will be. And if you don't know uh, where they are, you can go to our website. Um, Their details are on our website at uh, tourismtasmania.com.au. You'll see the business assistance tab and their information is there. And I'd say also that all Tasmanians are encouraged to download the COVID Safe app as well. So there's a bunch of things that we can all be doing right now to prepare us for the lifting of restrictions. So let's go into the work that we're doing and then how that impacts operators. We know that the intrastate market, given the phasing process and what the Premier has said about border restrictions remaining in place for for the next while at least, Tasmanians will be the first ones to be able to move around. So what are we and the regional tourism organisations doing to prepare for a campaign that would um, encourage Tasmanians to do that and also to support um, their local businesses? Well, I hope industry will be pleased to hear that we're now moving into the direct campaign phase, Amy. I know we've been talking about when the time's right and it's not quite here yet, but we are at the moment developing up a couple of campaigns to talk to Tasmanians. Uh, One is to support our hospitality uh, sector who have slightly different needs, you know, the pubs and clubs in our communities. So we're designing something that supports 
people getting back active around those assets as and when things start to, to lift in terms of restrictions. And the second one is sort of more broadly supporting Tasmanians moving around the state. Um, you know, everything from day trips to weekends and long weekends right through to a staycation. You know, Tasmanians are going to be encouraged to have their holidays at home this year. So we'll be trying to cover off on all bases there, both with, as I said, day trips and right up to longer stays. And those two campaigns will be complementary and they'll, they'll work together. Uh, and we'd love to think that we're able to start promoting that if we move to stage two on the 15th of June. So as we've said, that'll be subject to health advice. Um, therefore, we won't be out with any creative in the market uh, prior to about a week before that. So we could be in the market from about June 8 at the earliest, uh, maybe most likely a little after that. But um, but we'll be, we'll be out there encouraging Tasmanians um, seriously over the next six to 12 months to get out and, and experience Tasmania. So businesses need to determine whether they'll reopen for that. And I know some people won't, and that's, that's fair enough. It is not a full market opportunity for the tourism sector, as we well know. Mm. Um, and as we've said, people will have to comply with the safety standards. Mm. But um, there is a chance um, to start to re-engage your business with the community and we're hoping that happens in stage two on the 15th of June. Mm. Okay, so if I am an operator and I'm thinking right now, do I or don't I, what information do we have that we that we already know um, through research and insights of what the size of the interstate market is? Yeah, can you shed any any light on that? Well, Tasmanians have actually been pretty good travellers within Tassie. Um, what we know over the last five years prior to COVID is we're growing on average about 11.5% a year of Tasmanians travelling within their own state. So about 340,000 overnight trips are taken in the state uh, every year. Certainly that's the latest uh, data we've got. Um, about 129,000 uh, holiday trips and about 107,000 of those visiting friends and relatives. So on top of that, you know, we had 1.85 million day trips of which uh, about half or more of those were taken by Tasmanians uh, for a holiday day trip. So so there's it, we had a good market prior to COVID-19. So, um, yes, of course, that will be impacted as people um, don't have uh, the money in the bank, uh, some people prior to, as they did prior to this. So the market will be impacted and we're trying to understand that at the moment and we'll share as much information as we can um, with Tasmanian businesses about that. When you think about it, Tasmanians also took 270-odd thousand trips out of the state as well in the last year. So at the moment, they can't take those outbound trips either. So whilst we'll see that internal Tasmanian market drop, we will pick up from some of those that were going to go out of the state. So um, we'll, as I said, try and identify the scale of that market and keep industry updated. And John, I think we were you were just saying that those figures that you were quoting first up were for the September quarter, um, July to September. They were. That's probably the latest uh, national data and uh, intrastate data that we've got that's reliable, Amy, before the bushfire crisis over the summer that affected the uh, the mainland and, of course, COVID-19 now. So that's the latest data we have. But as I said, we're looking at other sources of data now to see if we can quantify what the market opportunity is going forward. Mm. So 
many operators will be asking about conversion. So how will Tasmanians know what operators are open and what are not, what their operating hours are, and how are we planning for Tasmanian businesses to be able to get involved in this campaign? Well, that's what we do want. We want um, to give everyone an opportunity to be involved um, and appreciating, you know, that people don't have the money to sort of buy into programs at the moment. We're going to obviously try and make that as easily accessible as possible. We're not going to be charging people to be involved in the conversion platform, but that's what we're developing now. So pretty soon we'll be going out to businesses to ask them to register for that uh, conversion platform. Um, Tasmanians have seen in recent times brand Tasmania have gone out with the Buy Something Tasmanian website, uh, and we're actually working with them to see if we could piggyback on that. To be honest, that would be our optimal um, but within a, a few days, we'll be finalising our plans for that and we'll be coming out to businesses. So businesses really need to be thinking about how do they want to position their businesses for that. You know, we're not advocating people should be deeply discounting, but people might like to offer um, something special in their businesses. Um, certainly, we want them to consider their pricing and making sure their opening hours are articulated and maybe something that they can do as a Tassie value add. So business should be getting ready whilst we're confirming this platform and we'll be out to them very soon. I saw another good point. I think it was made by the East Coast Regional Tourism Organisation that another thing that businesses can be doing now is looking at their imagery and making sure that it's appropriate to the the new restrictions. So sort of um, conveying the image that meets the phase, if that makes sense. I think that absolutely makes sense. And businesses shouldn't overcomplicate this. They've just got to think about, you know, what their offer is what their imagery is to support what that offer is, articulating any special experiences. So do the things right. As you say, portray the product in the images um, so that you show that you're complying with the varying stages of restrictions. Um, But keep it simple will be the theory because we're going to be getting people moving around and we want businesses to be open and uh, uh, have the advice that they're open and ready for customers. And what about our four regions? How will the regions fit into what will be a statewide campaign? Well, the RTOs, the regional tourism organisations, have been part of uh, supporting us to build this um, campaign. Um, and they're the experts on the ground. Like we always say this, that we we can't know all the products and experiences at the community level. Um, there are so many in Tasmania. So we need the operators to work with the RTOs um, as we are through this campaign. They're the experts in the region with local tourism people and local tourism knowledge. So um, we're working with them uh, hand in glove to take this to market. So um, it's it's great to have that partnership, which never has never been stronger in my view. Mm. And I know you're you're very keen to have that regional, that really strong regional flavour. I think this gives us a great opportunity to dig even deeper. I mean, I, I think we've been pretty good at that in Tassie, but this is about those local experiences that are going to remind Tasmanians, you know, just how wonderful this place is. I was speaking to somebody yesterday that was saying, you know, Tasmanians can take this place for granted a bit. And that's probably the case. We we live in paradise, but we probably don't get around the regions as, as much as we'd like to. So I think this is a great opportunity in the months ahead to support our regional communities and those businesses in communities who are going to employ people and they need your support. Mm. 
Now, if we move from intrastate to interstate, and of course, this is um, this is more the question I suspect the majority of, of operators who rely on tourism will be perhaps wanting to us to shed some light on, and that is... It's a hard question, but when do you feel that interstate borders may reopen and, and, and what sort of work are we doing to, um, to look at what can be done to reopen those safely? Yeah, it's a, it's a really tricky question to answer, isn't it? I know the Premier get, keeps getting pushed on this and that's not surprising because business want the borders to be open and want to be trading again. Um, we're working with the Premier through that to see how we could we could do do that safely. The Premier is very keen for us to examine ways to reopen the state's border without risking fresh virus outbreaks. I mean, I think um, he has spoken, as we know, on the record in the last couple of days about even direct flights with Adelaide and Perth in the past. And and we need to examine whether those things are possible. And we've also spoken about that New Zealand, Australia, New Zealand bubble with a particular focus on Tassie. So the fact that the Premier is talking about those things to me demonstrates that he is very keen to get the economy back up and running. So we're working with him to examine all of those options. So no options are off the table. You know, an Adelaide flight would be great. For instance, Perth, I think, will be a bit more challenging. Um, but obviously, the border controls are the major inhibitor for us and for our economy. And the Premier's at National Cabinet, as we know, every week assessing what the other states are doing how Tassie fits into that piece of the puzzle. So um, we're really working with the Premier to, to lift every rock and look under it and see if there are ways that we can make it safe for those those borders to open because we can't wait for the interstate market. We're actually preparing our next phase of the Come Down for Air platform to take to market and um, we'll be ready for that. And certainly I'd like to think it was sort of during the winter and into the spring would be ideal if we can get going and we'll be ready to take a campaign to the Australian market just as soon as those borders uh, are notified that they're opening. And touring, we feel, is going to play an important part in that, don't we? Self-drive and and touring? Completely. Touring is the lifeblood of our regions, as you know. um, You know, the northwest and the far south, for instance, uh, more than a third of their visitors are part of the touring market in Tassie. It was big and growing before COVID-19. It will help to lead us out of this crisis and back to recovery. And obviously, um, you know, we'll be heavily, obviously, promoting the spirits of Tasmania and the touring market uh, that comes across on the spirits and also the fly drive market. Um, We think there's a big opportunity for road tripping in Tassie. And um, as you know, we're working on five uh, drive journeys around the state to support that. So, That'll be very timely and I think that'll be a big boost for our regional economy. So we'll be focused on that. Mm. And in the next few weeks, we'll certainly be sharing that sort of fulsome plan, uh, recovery marketing plan, won't we, John, with industry? We will. So we're getting down to the real detail of it now, Amy, which industry will be pleased to hear, I know. So um, a lot of work is going on uh, behind the scenes at the moment to get those initiatives in, in place, both for the intrastate Tasmanian market and for the interstate market. So um, we'll be out very soon with uh, detailed information about those plans and how we can connect it up with industry. And before I let you go, International, 
that's a, that's a much more complex picture. And for those wondering, it was obviously prior to this, we were we were working heavily in a, n- a number of markets. What's your thinking on international? And as a consequence, what are we doing? What can we do now and into the future, given the circumstance that we're that yeah. we're facing? Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? I mean, we we might be twelve months away from seeing international visitors, but. Um, like every market, we've got to keep those people attached to us. We were growing the international market, 300,000 visitors, so um, it's really important to us. And we'll be warming the market um, through the next 12 months. We we say things like we won't go dark in the markets, which means we don't just turn everything off. We have to find ways to keep... Um, to keep those markets aware of Tasmania and connected up to us so that when the time is right, we can uh, progress our marketing campaigns in the international market. Of course, New Zealand might come online first and we are and had been planning to be in the New Zealand market actually as early as this month, to be honest, before COVID-19. So we still see New Zealand as a market opportunity. Obviously, as a direct aviation opportunity is what we'd love to see and we'll continue to work on that, but that's not absolutely guaranteed by any means. But um, the New Zealand market is certainly going to be, I would suggest, first cab off the rank. And um, we see opportunity for Tasmania. And as I said, we're working up our activities to launch in in that market, hopefully later this year, if if that becomes available. Mm. And finally, finally, um, what are we hearing from our access partners? What's your forecast for what access might look like over the the short term to to medium term? Well, this is the biggest challenge I think that we're going to experience. Um, It is the single biggest driver of recovery in many respects, um, the access piece. So um, Qantas, uh, we're we're talking to the Qantas group about um, their capability of ramping up uh, in the the months ahead. And I think they're pretty bullish. They want to get going and flying those planes as quickly as possible. Uh, even in smaller numbers in the first instance. Um, And as we know, um, Virgin Australia has been particularly challenged in recent months going into sort of voluntary receivership. But there are investors, um, as we know, looking at Virgin Australia. So I think we're pretty confident that they will rebuild, but they, they will be smaller, of course, in the short term as well. So... For us, it's about kind of rebuilding to sustainable levels as quickly as possible. Um, But people are still only talking about, you know, best case scenario in Australia probably being 50% aviation capacity growth back to Christmas of this year. So um, we know it's going to be smaller in the early days. I think the important thing is getting the borders open, getting the planes flying again, because we do know Uh, Tassie was strong with the airlines prior to COVID-19 and we've got strong historical business cases to demonstrate how flying to Tasmania is beneficial for the airlines. Um, So it'll be a huge part of our focus, but um, I don't want to sugarcoat it with the industry. This is going to be one of the biggest challenges we have to get it back to a level where we can sustain our businesses going forward and that's why it's this is absolutely central um, to our focus. It's uh, this and the demand driving activity are the two biggest things that we're working on that keep us up at night and keep us working all day. So it's going to be a big part of the puzzle, but people can be assured 
it's central to our focus. And I guess another important piece of the puzzle is also the sentiment of Tasmanians and, and that's why it's so important to be working, I guess, hand in glove with government and assuring Tasmanians of, of, of safety to make sure that they feel safe and secure in that piece. Exactly. And, and I guess we've got to bring it all back to that, Amy, don't we? Um, we as a sector really want to get things moving. We want the economy moving. Um, we've got our minister, the Premier, highly supportive of that. But as we know... We've got to keep Tasmanians safe. That's the Premier's number one goal. And I think it's up to us in industry to prepare for when restrictions ease, that we're doing our bit to keep Tasmanians safe. So a reminder to businesses to get their COVID safe plans in place, get cracking with that, get your product ready, start thinking about how you want to position and price and what you want to offer in the marketplace um, so that... uh, when the Premier is able to uh, provide uh, more freedom for our economy to expand and grow, um, we'll all be collectively ready. So um, Tassie's in good shape, um, but it's going to take a, a fair road back to rebuild and um, we look forward to working with industry um, to get that going as quickly as we possibly can, Amy. Yes, and we will have some of this information and some of the tips and things operators can be doing now uploaded to our website around what operators can be doing to prepare for a potential intrastate campaign, and that's on tourismtasmania.com.au. Uh, you'll be able to find that there. John, thank you for joining us today, and we'll be talking to you again, no doubt, in the future. Yeah, and as you've said, Amy, there's lots of information on the website. We're putting out the tourism talk all the time. People will start to see some more deliberate actions now as we swing into the recovery phase, so everyone needs to keep uh, looking at those assets, go to the websites, follow the tourism talk, be part of your RTO Zoom broadcast because there's going to be lots of uh, more deliberate opportunities and information shared in the weeks ahead. I also refer operators to a separate podcast that's being recorded in this uh, series around COVID safe plans and some much more detailed information on, on how you can navigate those. Thank you, John. Great to be with you, Amy. You've been listening to Talking Tourism, brought to you by Tourism Industry Council Tasmania. For show notes, other materials and episodes, head to tict.com.au. Be sure to come back every fortnight for a new instalment of Talking Tourism.